Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts? The word was F-A-R-T. Fuck. I'm put on the spot. God damn it. Reese asked me to do an intro and I'm coming up blank. Reese is sick and he's recording from home. So this is me welcoming you to Canadian politics is boring. Don't worry, it's not just me. I know that made it sound like it was just I am me. here. There you go. Uh, Reese is low energy because of his cold, and he's worried uh, that it's going to come across. And I told him, "Don't worry. Uh, welcome to my world, where I'm low energy every single episode because I have to learn about fucking Canadian politics." So, uh, yes, welcome to the show where I, an apathetic Canadian, am forced to learn about my own country's political. Uh, system and history through a Welsh immigrant, Reese, who is now sick, and I get to point and laugh at him. Well, <laughs> I, just, I just got a cold or something. That's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not on my deathbed. You made it sound like it's like almost like a, a tribute episode to me. 
Everyone send in your letters. Send your letters in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good. Uh, um, we get, we've okay. got some messages okay. and we got some voicemails. Are we going to play them this episode? Uh, no, I'll play, I don't have that set up. So okay. I don't have them there so, but just let you, let you guys know, we've heard them. They're great. Thank you yeah. so much. Keep sending them. We will play them when Reese we is feeling better. Them. We will play them. Also, I was going to do some quick admin to say I was a guest on a podcast called Global Blue Noses. Um, which was uh, if anyone wants to check that? me out, it's a show about um, people from Nova Scotia working around the world, and people from oh. around the world coming to Nova Scotia. It's called Global Blue Noses, and I was on another podcast called um, the Ill Inferno podcast too, talking about my career. What's the Ill Inferno? Um, I'll find it now. Um, what's the name of the podcast? It's uh, hang on, let me bring it up. <laughs> You're really Reese is so good at shouting people out. He's a master at it. So the, pod, the podcast is called the Alien Pharaoh Podcast. Sorry. Um, oh, not the Ill Inferno Podcast. No, no, I remembered the name wrong. So it's it's I L I E N F E R O Podcast, and I basically talk, talk for like an hour about my my career, my TV career, and everything. If you wanted to hear me talk a bit more about my life, if that's interesting. Wow. It's 81 okay. minutes long. God damn. I'm going to shout out a podcast that I haven't shouted out in a long time. Uh, we live on a planet, my buddy Patrick. He has pod faded. He hasn't done it in uh, since since the New Year's. And I've been Shame bugging him. him. To, to, I know. I've been bugging him to get back on the mic, and he keeps saying he will. And it's been like over half a year now. And I think I have to do math. And so go to his website. There's a call out. W-L-O-A-P. We live on a planet. W-L-O-A-P. OAP.com and there's a voicemail button just leave him a voicemail telling him to get the fuck back on the air you can, you nice. can even say that I told you there you go yeah, yeah. yeah. don't even yeah. mention us just say just pretend that you <laughs> you didn't ask exactly yeah, yeah that's even better good. yeah so are we gonna are we gonna briefly enter the STD zone uh okay do you wanna dip it in quick <laughs> when you put it like that how could I resist I have been uh involved with film. I, I was uh, I was visiting a friend in Montreal and I was like, you know what? I need to I need to go back to Nova Scotia and just hit the ground running. And so I've been writing. I wrote like five short scripts, short film scripts in like three weeks. <laughs> Not all of them good. <laughs> uh, we shot one of them uh, just last week and it went really well. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's been really fun. I, I've been I was feeling energetic to, about it. I was chatting to somebody who was... Um, uh, on your on set when you were filming, someone you were recruited to be in your film, and they were like, "Oh, you should have seen Jesse on the weekend. He was being all directory." Who is this, Sarah? You... Oh, of course, Sarah. Right? <laughs> yeah, obviously, was <laughs> Jesse was being so directory and all directory. I mean, that's that's my job. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, just a new side to you. Usually, you turn up like your shirts unbuttoned, your pants are on backwards, and like she was in prep. Um, that's how the kids are wearing it these days, Reese. Get in fucking touch. Okay. Just saying I'm hip and yeah. you are square. No, exactly. exactly. As the kids these days say. <laughs> I, um, I've, I've had a good day. So my, my son was, elected. except you're sick. No, so. I'm being sick. Yeah. But my, my son was elected. Uh, well, first oh, of all, just, just of hold all, on. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> if you are new here, the STD zone stands for a small talk dimension. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good, good thing to point out. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. Good. Anyway, so um, well, uh, my so my son got elected to be his class representative, 
which was good. Oh, that's getting into uh, politics at a young age. There and, you go. and one of the things he had to do was public speaking to like about 400 people and give a little talk with, with some other classmates. And he did it this morning. It was brilliant. I was there. Okay. So see that I disagree with. Why? As that, that he was made to do that. That public speaking is the number one fear in the world. Number one. Number two is death. Well, did he, you know that? He, he wasn't even nervous. He was fine. Well, some people aren't. I'm I'm born into it. I was born into a family of comedians, and it just it runs in my blood. I've never been afraid of speaking in front of hundreds or thousands of people. I've done it, maybe not thousands, but definitely hundreds. Uh, you know, and I've like in person on the radio. It's just not the fear isn't there, and I'm very lucky. I didn't have to train for it. But other the majority of people, it's a, it's it's like it would be like. You know, like, hey, welcome, you're a class president now. Now, as class president, as you know, we have to put this helmet on your head and fill it with spiders. Like, that's just, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 like he got no, tra- he got offered no training how to go through that, no coaching how to go through that. Like, it's, I don't know, I think that's wrong. Good well, good no. on your son to be able to have that natural ability, but, he put but him, most he put people him, don't have that. Yeah, but he put himself forward for it because that was the, if you got to, this was part of the deal. If you win this election, then that's part of the thing you got to do. So he put himself forward for it. I mean, okay, so forced that, into doing it. Well, also unfair that only people who are good at public speaking can then become leaders. Well, it's, you know? it's kind of part of the deal. I mean, you can learn to be public. There's there's something called Toastmasters, which like probably wouldn't be great for a little kid, but it teaches you how to speak in front of like in the public, and it helps in you get rid public. of your in the public, yeah, yeah. with the word with your words, <laughs> and it helps helps you get rid of your fear of public speaking. I went through it not because I was afraid, but because it's fun. But anyway, good <laughs> on your kid. Good yeah. on your kid. Shitty on the education system for forcing kids to do that. Well, this is all about Never. humiliating them in front of their friends. That's what the education system's about. That's uh, true. Um, that's, why do you think people play dodgeball? Uh, I was going to say, um, one of our listeners, our episode last week about the Epoch Times, one of our patrons actually got an email from us saying, hey, there's a new episode about the Epoch Times. And they got an email from the Epoch Times at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay, that's kind of cool. Which quite interesting. <laughs> and, and they got an email from the Epoch Times saying that there's a new episode of us. Exactly. <laughs> they just did an episode about us. So. Which is good, but anyway, um, uh, I, I I was gonna talk to you about the sep. Let's let's talk. About, let's move on to the topic. Um, Jesse, when I tell you, um, yes, Ruth. when I when I say the name the Ku Klux Klan, where where in what do you imagine in your head, and where do you imagine it? Um, <clears throat> the states, um, men in white robes with pointy hats, uh, typically in the south southern region. Um, a couple hundred years old, still going strong. Maybe not as strong. I, I imagine uh, to th- yeah, to th- filled th- with filled with hate and mis- misunderstanding, yeah, and etc. Yeah. Th- not, th- not not great. Toothless, <laughs> chinless hicks with um, Ch- chinless, just dis- displaying angrily displaying their genetic superiority despite all prevailing evidence. That's what I imagine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, um, you know what? There's, there's a. I don't know that. I, I think we've talked about this before. I don't know his name, but there's a, there's a guy. This is true. Uh, a black man in the in the states. Oh yeah, who, you know he's amazing. I've actually spoken to him by email. No fucking way. Yeah, yeah. He, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's amazing. I was trying. Back so when so I was, just it, when I was for those BBC, who don't know, I was trying to do a documentary about him. So the, for those who don't know who we're talking about, uh, do you know his name then? Daryl, I think his name is. Okay, so. Daryl would just befriend 
members of the Ku Klux Klan. He wouldn't tell them not to do it or, or to stop or this is wrong. He would just befriend them. He would just be their friends. And like he got so many of them to just voluntarily leave the group just by being his friend, being their friend. That's it. That's all he did. It was it's kind of an amazing gesture, not like gesture, but like an amazing concept of like, you know, love over hate sort of thing. Am I am I getting this right? <laughs> yeah, no, so, so he basically he was just like they probably never had a friend who was African American, and if I become their friend, then they'll have an African American friend to actually be relate to them. And right, um, yeah, 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 exactly. So that that was that was it. He was, but he I mean, wouldn't. He didn't like try to force them to leave. He was just their friend, and they was. left on their own. They left oh, on their own like accord. Yeah, I understand. And he um he basically um. Uh, yeah, Daryl Davis, that's his name. So Daryl, um, he's got, he ke- keeps, they give him, when they leave the Klux Klux Klan, they, they give him his, their robes. So he's got like this, ward, this walk-in closet full of all the robes of um, former oh, Klan wow. members. Which is amazing. Little, but anyway, it's a little weird, but so, so in our heads, we have this image of the Klan. And it, a little weird and, and hard to explain to someone who doesn't know his story. Who no, walks no, in no, his exactly. closet? Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay. Daryl. <laughs> He's really into um, cosplay. I was looking anyway. for the bathroom, but I found. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So um, he's really into cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know how cosplay works, Jesus. What are you going to the con? <laughs> the convention has reached. <laughs> I'm not allowed there anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so the title of this episode, we, we, we I, I agree with you. You immediately think of like the the deep south in America, but this this episode is, um, and I'm very proud, very very proud of this title. This episode right. is called Saskatchewan. Oh, all right. Do you like that? Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. Yep, it was well done. So, um, did you know that Saskatchewan was a hotbed for the Ku Klux Klan for a long time? I really didn't know. So, um. The, the the clan was uh, all about obviously white racial supremacy, um, and it kind of faded out in the eighteen seventies after it was initially started after the the American Civil War, but it was revived in nineteen fifteen by a school small group of men. Um, when was the when what year was the American Civil War? Uh, eighteen sixty six, I think. I thought it was been. I thought it had been around a lot longer than that. Wow. No, no. So it was after the Civil War because they wanted to kind of. It was like a. Um, yeah, they wanted like to intimidate. Kind of a response to um, people having their ending, freedom, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, the the in in 1915, a small group of men uh, pledged allegiance in Atlanta under a fiery cross to the Invisible Empire Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, and by the fall of 2021 in the U.S., there were 100,000 members. And at what the year? Pe- uh, 1921. I said 2021. 1921. And the peak membership was three to six million in the 1920s. Um, Jeez. And this is in Saskatchewan? No, no. This, this was in America. But, I was going to say. <laughs> but it did grow in po- It was popular in, in Canada as well. So um, cross burnings would happen in, they happened in Fredericton. And also, uh, um, in they happened in Nova Scotia as well, um, and it wasn't like a rare thing for people to kind of um, for the clan to appear in like all towns all across Canada. Wow! Um, and and it was because that's gross. Yeah, and it was because 
it would a lot of the people who joined the clan were Protestants who felt threatened by um, you know rising immigration, Catholics and French Canadians. So it was it was it was slightly different in Canada. They played on different kind of like racist fears, um, okay. but also against black people, <clears throat> Jews, foreigners, basically anyone who wasn't wasn't anyone like, who's different. Yeah, that's... anyone anyone who wasn't like traditionally British, if you know what I mean. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't, if you didn't fit British Protestant Canadian nationalism, then you would be targeted by the Canadian clan. Okay. Hello. I'm sorry, I lost you. There. <laughs> I was shaking my protein drink and I was making a funny noise. Oh, you don't want lumps. <laughs> anyway, do you know what I do? I do protein drinks in a blender. You don't get lumps then. Um. So. Is this ASMR? Yeah, I thought it was. You didn't even announce it. Normally you announce it and then, yeah. Surprise ASMR. There we go. <laughs> Non-consensual ASMR. That's what I call it. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling violated. <laughs> so. Does your ear holes feel violated? Yeah, exactly, they do. They do. <laughs> so anyway, the um, and at this time things were changing. Women were allowed to vote. Women I'm going to take my shirt off. Hold on. What? Take my, Where are we on. going with this? Just one second. Take my headphones off. I can't hear you. Take my shirt off. Ugh. Oh, God. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's better. There we go. Half naked. So I'm in a, I'm in my closet with my recording setup, and it's a hot day, and it's just I'm starting to sweat. So I just decided to disrobe. There you go. Nice. Enjoy. Okay. Go. Cool. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll continue and, my I'll history and... lesson. Okay. So while I'm um, half naked. Well, you picture that. Yeah, some, something go. good was happening in the twenties in Canada. Women could All vote. Right. Women were paid for work in the workforce. Um, they were added, have, they were bobbing their hair, they were smoking, and gender roles were changing. And the clan. Do you mean smoking as in like they were smoking cigarettes or smoking as in like, ooh, they were smoking? Both. Okay. Either or, both. Um, <laughs> and, and also, uh, and the clan didn't want this because they thought that controlling yeah, women. Anything different is bad, of course. Yeah. And controlling women's sexuality is an essential part of keeping the white race pure, apparently. 
going to them. Right. So okay. under this under this approach, um, the clan um, exploded in Saskatchewan and had twenty five thousand members. Jesus. Um, and there was a huge rally outside Moose Jaw on June the 7th, 1927. 8,000 people attended the rally. and um, For or against? For. They were like there for the for the clan. And the newspaper reports said there were more than 1,000 automobiles at the scene. Jesus. So yeah, well done, gross. well done, Saskatchewan. I mean, it was a century ago. I know. <laughs> but then, what happened, there were... Two of the clan organizers in 1927, um, someone called Emmons and Scott, they they basically fled the province and took all the money from the membership fees. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my of, God. From the yeah, sale of go. all the robes, and they ran <laughs> away with the money. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, so, and so they thought it would have collapsed. The Saskatchewan clan was supposed to have collapsed then, but instead what they did was they restructured as like a more of a, like a local smaller scale grassroots organization. Um, and they severed all Just ties. Just like meet, meeting in like gym, church gyms and, and like YMCA's and yeah, stuff. And, and also having nothing to do with the American clan. They were like, we don't want anything to do with that when we're our own. So they had robes and hoods. That's still. funny. There's irony in that. Well, divorced- the Americans are different. Anything different is bad, exactly. <laughs> including ourselves. <laughs> and they stole, they stole all their money. So, like, they felt right. they were butt hurt by having their money stolen. Yeah, that's so, understandable. And, and also this Canadian clan, Saskatchewan Canadian clan, they rejected violence. Um, their main purpose was to keep Canada British and follow constitutional methods to achieve that goal. But cross burnings, verbal attacks... Um, uh, and it kind of, you know, the, all all that kind of mean stuff still carried on, and it was still okay. kind of very. So it wasn't hateful. a complete rebranding. It wasn't. It was kind of they were just like, and also like obviously the American clan didn't didn't care about British stuff, right? So um, this is a okay. This is a, a subsection of the KKK who cared about British stuff. Yeah, well, they were the Canadian ones who wanted to make keep Canada British, I guess. Um, which is it doesn't roll off the tongue as much as keep America great. Like, Make America keep great Canada again. Canada British more. Keep Canada British. Keep, did you say keep Canada British more? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> exactly. She <laughs> has a hat and a t-shirt. Keep Canada British more. Let's not. Well, let's not do that. Keep Saskatchewan British, I guess, was their thing. Oh, so, okay. So they didn't then, care about the rest of Canada. They didn't care about the rest of Canada. Well, I, I guess they probably did, but they were, they all lived there. But I can't believe the numbers of people. Hang on. So 1927... What was the population of Saskatchewan? Are you literally asking me this? Saskatchewan population. So I'm trying to work out 25,000 people. Um, You're trying to do the percentage? Trying to work this out. So Saskatchewan, 1956. Welcome to our new podcast, Reese Does Math Out Loud. What was the population of Saskatchewan? And they, they were okay, so they were, they were about three quarters of a million people. So um, it was still a sizable chunk of the population. Okay. Um, and how big were the Saskatchewan clans? Twenty five thousand. All right. So not. I mean, it's, it's a significant amount, but not yeah. huge percentage wise. Right. But it was enough to influence in the nineteen twenty nine election. Okay. So the Liberal Party had been in power for a long time, and the um, the clan in Saskatchewan, the Saskatchewan clan, decided <laughs> that they wanted to help the Conservatives because the the Liberals had been in power for like twenty years. 
So the Conservatives okay. decided to cozy up with the KKK. Um, the Liberals did. No, the Conservatives. That's just, okay. And they thought, which that, is hey, you know, still just as surprising for the Conservatives back in the day. Yeah, they, well, they, they yeah. thought they, they thought they had a, a common enemy in Roman Catholics and immigrants. So, um, <laughs> okay. so they they used the le- they leveraged the the KKK's influence, um, and uh, apparently it had a big swing on helping the Conservatives gain power um, in in um, in Saskatchewan. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Um, right. And then, but then after that. The Hold great... on, it's too hot. I can take my pants off one second. Jesus Christ. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm drunk. Sorry. <laughs> so then, so then. It's um, worth it just to hear your reaction. <laughs> um, so what happened then was the. I considered um, it though. It is the, hot in here. The Great Depression came and then uh, membership just died off because people were too busy trying to. They find couldn't it. afford it. <laughs> couldn't afford the membership anymore. They couldn't afford the robes. Yeah. So, um, and uh, so, so the kind of it died out. They they did try and revive it in the sixties and the seventies, and I know that there's been some activity like in other parts. Like there seems to be still activity in like um, Nova Scotia sometimes. Wow, um, really? Yeah. So, and even though it's not, op- they don't openly operate. It tends to be like they keep the. I'm guessing in rural Nova Scotia. Yeah, they only wear robes like at each other's barbecues, that kind of stuff. Um, but. Um, it's interesting though because you can see how like the conservatives teaming up with the far right helped them, but it was the twenties, right? So you'd hope that hundred years later, like the conservatives now cozying up with a lot more far right stuff, will it work? I don't know. Hold on, are you saying that's happening again now? Well, Polyev with the bloody um, the com- freedom convoy and all that. Well, that's crap. different than joining the KKK. No, I know I mean, it's not it's- that different, but like from. It's not exactly I mean, the same. It's not but exactly, it, yeah, no. But, but that's like, like but, but doing that, joining the KKK is like, like making a statement. Do you know what I mean? Like, what it is, yeah. It's, but it's, they didn't do that. Okay, so that's good. No, no, exactly. It, yeah. it says that you know, I, it is, it is, is one hell of a statement to make. Um, <laughs> to kind of like, <laughs> right? Um, but the, like, I'm sure. Hang on a minute. There was a. Um, let me find this. There was. Like I said, um, there we go. November, I feel like I feel like November. a lot of people in politics are, and I I kind of want this feeling to be wrong, but I kind of feel like a lot of people vote for people <clears throat> in politics simply because they stand for like one of like the twenty things they stand for, just happens to be aligned with with some of their voters. I think so too. And yeah. their voters don't, as long as that one thing is being addressed, they yeah. genuinely don't care about the rest of the pol- the policies that their party is toting. You, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lower taxes for middle income families. Yeah, woo woo, I'll vote for you. Woo woo, yeah. And we're joining the KKK. Okay, all right, thanks for your time, everybody. You know what I mean? Like, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Well, the um, the um. Uh, that was it. In 2010, a man was convicted of hate crime because he burned a cross in Nova Scotia, in Windsor, Nova Scotia. I think I remember that, actually. Uh, Justin Chad Rayburg, 20, pleaded guilty to criminal harassment. Um, he was a Chad. He was a Chad. Um, so I think uh, what happened was uh, Michelle Lyon, who was white, and Shane Howard, who was black, who were a couple, awoke to find a cross with a noose on it burning outside their Jesus. Nova Scotia home. Jesus! Uh, the five children aged between two and seventeen were home at the time, so like it does. People still aren't doing this kind of stuff. I mean, not. I mean, 
it's we have to admit that it's gone down significantly in a century. No, I know, but I find it weird that people are still doing the upside down or the burning cross thing. Like it's such a people are stupid, man. The the longer I live on this planet, the <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> People are really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Not our not our listeners. No, our listeners are so no. smart and lovely no, no. and delightful. Some of the and we love way, the... way smarter than the, the content they listen to. It's so much smarter. Yeah. yeah that's true. Exactly. Yeah. We love so... you. Don't leave us. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so there we go. If if um I hope now that you know that Saskatchewan was a hotbed of the Ku Klux Klan in the nineteen twenties. That's so how did it just peter out? Yeah, because of like... the depression. Because of the depression, okay, and it never yeah. really. You said it bounced back in the sixties a little bit. No, some like, people tried to do it in the sixties, but I think everyone, luckily, TV and media had portrayed the Ku Klux Klan as almost like comedic. Um, wow, right. You know, and <clears> I well, think, it, it, you know what? Yeah. Like, it's it. A disturbing thought to me is how many people? Twenty five thousand members in the twenties in Saskatchewan. Yes. You said, yeah, yeah. There's a good chance so, that someone listening, their grandparents were in it. So, like, this is this is very much akin to Trump losing the election, just because the Ku Klux Klan dissipated. During the recession, recession um, doesn't mean those people went away. No, they didn't. Right? They're still there. Same with Trump supporters, man. They didn't disappear. Well, yeah. They didn't know, vanish know, into a void. If, like, the, temp- <laughs> if, the, te- if the temperature you know? drops down a bit, then it's not as terrifying. What? Well, you know, like if if like they ra- a group of like people rally around a cause together and start causing trouble like the like the freedom convoy for instance but then once yeah. it all once once like it kind of like it kind of the ebb and flow of things once that kind of rally and point like fades away they could just get on with their lives i uh, yes that's not to say someone else is in there waiting to recruit them to get them to do their next thing. No, but I'm saying like their mentality doesn't suddenly change. Oh, their no. actions based on their mentality suddenly wouldn't change. Now, I suppose without having like a weekly fucking meeting to rile them up, their actions wouldn't be as heinous. But also you there's, think, there's, you think yeah. of strength in numbers. If you know there's 25,000 people who agree with you, you're not afraid to express your opinion. That's true. Whereas I was once actually you, thinking once about you that. dismantle those structures and people are like... Like, you know, is why you get. I was, these, I was thinking about like how crazy group mentality is, and how amazing it is. I was thinking about just yesterday, like, like if you have even one other person to do something kind of crazy with, it doesn't feel crazy anymore. If you're in a classroom and the teacher comes in and there's like 30 people in the class and she's like, okay, everybody, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start off today a little bit different. We're going to like just stretch our arms a little bit, get the blood flowing, get the blood flowing to our brain. Okay, everybody, here we go. Clap your hands and then just wave your hands, your arms out to your sides and wave them around like a bi- like a silly goose, like one of those big, you know, waving inflatable airmen. Here you go, everybody do it. Three, two, one, go. Everyone would do it or most people would do it and they'd have fun. But if you yourself alone without any cue just started doing it, that would be weird, right? That would be weird. It would be very weird. <laughs> yeah, but in a group mentality, it's totally fine. Nobody's yeah, looking at you as if, well, why is he doing that? You know, we're all doing it. Therefore, it's suddenly okay, no matter what it is. It's strange, right? Like, that's bizarre. Even if it's just you and me going down the street, waving our arms like inflatable tube, tube men, suddenly it's a fun, wacky thing that Jesse and Reese are doing. But if just you did it for no fucking reason, that's weird. Right? I'm, still like, pretty, <laughs> I'm still pretty sure it'd just be me and you doing it. <laughs> I don't think we'd get other people is what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, you know. And a secondhand, a secondhand car salesman will ask us to stand right by the road and wave and just do it. I would <laughs> so totally do that for the record like, if anyone was willing to pay me. Just there's, <laughs> um, there's a car dealership in, in downtown Halifax with a, an inflatable gorilla. I love it. 
Oh, really? Oh, wow. I just love the thought process. Do you know what? I'll sell more cars. We need to spend $25,000 on a giant inflatable gorilla. <laughs> but anyway, that's just that just goes to show that, like, even if you are misguided and misdirected, if you have a small group of people all doing the same thing, and if that same thing is horrible in nature, suddenly it feels okay to do because exactly. it's being done in a group of people at, at the same time with everyone, right? So it's it's... I don't really know how to combat that as a concept. <laughs> Think for no, yourself. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Neat. Thanks for cool. the history lesson today. No problem at all. Yeah. And I'm going to go to bed. I don't know if it was really political in nature. It was because it was, was about it? A, the, the the help swing an election. Oh, that's true. You did throw that in there. All right. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's it's fine. completely it's fine, crazy. Right. I guess that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Go get better, Reese. <laughs> I am going to go to bed. Take a bunch of vitamin D. Seriously. Um, no, really. Yeah. You look it up. Don't take my okay. word for it. The first okay. thing a virus, like many, many viruses, including a lot of coronaviruses, Maybe one of the first things they do is deplete your body of vitamin D because vitamin D, uh, is, which is actually not a vitamin, it's a pro-hormone? Pro pro-hormone. Anyway, one of the first things it, your body, it does is deplete your body of vitamin D because your vitamin D is, uh, is what allows your immune system to kind of function properly and somehow viruses evolved to learn that so if they got rid of the vitamin d they can multiply a lot easier inside of your body and cause havoc so just take like twenty thousand ius a day while you're sick thirty thousand forty thousand i'm not kidding look it up it's totally fine as long as you don't do it forever cool so there's your uh, unsolicited medical advice by a man who's not a doctor thank you you're welcome well if enough <clears throat> people do it then you are a doctor I guess. Yeah. Right? Like Do Dr. Reverend Jesse Harley. Reverend. Yeah. <laughs> throwing it on top of the ball here. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this low energy if you've enjoyed this low energy uh You sound the same, man. You don't sound high yeah, feel, like I don't I think don't you've got different same. I don't feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, then go to uh, com where you can buy merchandise you can leave us messages you can you leave can, us messages that will that will will never play on the air we will um and also um you can support us on patreon if, if and there's tons and tons and tons of episodes behind the paywall that you can't hear for free yeah we've got a we've got a nice uh, a, a wonderful Catalog. group of patrons who, yeah. who come in and lovingly pay us a small fee every month to hear our, our giant catalog. And we treat them. We give them gifts. We hang out with them in person. They get to tell us what we do. They don't. We keep telling them they're allowed to. They just, they don't wave that magic wand. I don't know why they don't. It's kind of weird if you ask me. I know. You know? <laughs> anyway, it's up to them. Yeah. If you like what we do and you want to control us, Patron. <laughs> there you go. Control two human beings remotely with a podcast for only seven fifty a month. Canadian. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Bye then, Jesse. Bye then, Reese. Go feel better. Bye. I will. Okay. Bye, everybody. We love you. Thanks Goodbye. for sticking us in your ear holes all deep and snug in there, just the way you like it. Bye. Okay. Uh, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 